you avoid common injuries in your everyday life? What are the best first aid techniques? How do you keep your home, workplace, and family safe? Welcome to Safety is Your First Choice with your host, Todd Murray. Today, he'll discuss best practices to help you steer clear of hazards, prevent injuries, and accidents. Now, here is Todd Murray. Welcome back. Welcome. Another uh, another episode of Safety is Your First Choice with your host, Todd Murray. like to, uh, to say I uh, hope everybody made it a great, safe uh, week last week and made it to this point with us. You know, I've been uh, trying to keep on a kind of seasonal... Uh, kind of seasonal theme uh, with holidays coming along and travel and that uh, sort of uh, occasions. But uh, over the last past week, a couple of things have come up at, uh, at work and it uh, got me thinking about uh, keeping safety your uh, first choice when, uh, when you go to work. So I'm going to kind of veer outside of that whole uh, seasonal and holiday things. We'll jump back on it next week. But Wanted to talk a little bit about uh, going to work. Yeah, everybody's going to work. We still, even though it's the holiday season, we still got to go to work. We still got to pay those bills, and we still got to come home uh, from work. And we want to come home uh, from work safely. Now, uh, myself, being a firefighter, uh, going to uh, going to work. I, I speak to my family. You know, before I leave, we work two days on, so forty-eight hours on, and then we have four days off. Uh, so I'm away from my family for 48 hours, uh, and a lot can happen during that period of time. So I talked to uh, I talked to my family about uh, different safety things and aspects, and give them a kiss, tell them I love them, and that kind of thing. Because unfortunately, you know, we don't want this to happen. But you know, I, I may be injured such where I would not come home. So that's something that we do touch base with the family and talk to them about a little bit. Now going to an office job. Uh, that yes, that could be a possibility, but most likely not. But there are a bunch of things that can happen in the workplace if you aren't active or take safety uh, in your own hands. You know, if you just uh, rely on fate, things may happen that's outside of your control. Uh, one of the stories, uh, an incident that happened to me. Uh, so we. Uh, we had a call. We woke up first thing in the morning, and uh, it was a two-vehicle uh, rollover, and uh, we were dispatched. So the ladder, there was a ladder company. Our engine was uh, dispatched. There was another engine dispatched. Uh, come to find out, en route to the call, there was a person trapped in the vehicle. So one of our responsibilities is to pull a hose line so that in case there's any fire or damage or anything of that nature that required water, we would be the, the vehicle or the engine that would supply that. So my uh, junior firefighter started getting turned out, putting on his protective uh, fire gear. And uh, I was gonna get out there first and remove this uh, metal cover that we have that covers our hose line and uh, help him deploy that. Well, in the process of doing so, understand this was first thing in the morning, so I think it, uh, the call came out around six o'clock in the morning. In the process of doing so, I ended up pulling uh, a ligament, or pulling a muscle, tearing a muscle actually, uh, in my left calf. Extremely painful, hurt, you know, and it was one of those things that, you know, yeah, is there something I could have possibly done? I don't know. Um, prior to, to help prevent that, I'm not sure. Uh, those are the, and those are the type of accidents that, you know, can be outside of your control. Or, 
you can do a few things that I'm learning now after going through physical therapy. Um, and that whole process with workman's comp and everything else was <laughs> extremely, uh, it was a learning process. Um, and going through all that to help protect myself. So now there's a few things that I can do knowing that, you know what, hey, I'm, I do exercise, I try to stay as fit as possible, but I still need to do a few of those things to help keep myself safe or to help prevent injuries. You know, accidents are things that you don't plan for, but you can always do some steps and do some things that if you know you're about to do some physical activity, you might want to do um, some stretching. You know, there's a few stretching things that I do now before, if I wake up first thing in the morning on the way to the call, I'll, I'll do some stretching. I'll do a little bit of stretching, lower body stretching on, and, and arms and things of that nature prior to arriving on that call. You know, so those are things that I've learned from actually having to go through and getting injured, but learning, okay, there are some steps I can take to help myself uh, be more prepared for sit situations like that. I, uh, uh, the call that, uh, or the incident that took place that uh, just recently that kind of jumped in my face, something similar, I guess, but uh, one of our firefighters, an engineer, so he, uh, he drives a truck and, and he uh, handles the pump panel and directs the water to whatever hose needs to be uh, charged. While checking off the vehicle at the beginning of the shift, we got to go through and make sure that, or the engineer goes through and makes sure that everything's working properly. Okay, so he's got to go through and test everything and make sure everything's good and, and make sure the valve's open. You know, we don't want to find out on an emergency that something's broken, right? So he does that ahead of time. Well, in, during that process, he was uh, checking the air pump. So we have a pump that uh, supplies air uh, through whatever systems we have. Opened up the back port. Well, come to find out, one of the lines. Uh, one of the ports to the hose line was cracked open, which allowed air to seep into the, the front uh, hoses. Well, he noticed it filling up, and he kind of walked forward in that area to take a look at it, and at that same time, that metal cover that covers our hoses, the latch gave loose. It ended up flinging up, hitting him in the face, sending him approximately five to 10 feet backwards. He ended up with 14 stitches, broken nose, broken cheekbone, uh, laceration across the face, and uh, had to be transported to the hospital. Accidents can happen, but there's always certain safety things that you can do to help limit the amount that accident affects you. Okay, and uh, so that's what we're gonna. That's what I think we're gonna touch on today. I have the opportunity of. Uh, getting in touch with a fellow Michigan State Spartan, played baseball at Michigan State, a uh, good buddy of mine now. Uh, he is currently president and CEO of Glandon Partners, a global HR consulting and executive coaching uh, firm, also an experienced C-level executive with demonstrated history of working uh, in safety, EHS, electrical and electronic manufacturing industries, human resource, professional skills and career development, HR consultant, uh, compensation, executive search, and executive coaching. So he's been, he's worked with several large corporations around the world, okay? His name is Gary Glandon, okay? And uh, we're gonna bring him on here after the break. We're gonna bring him in and have, uh, ha talk to him about some of these things. You know, I do, I do training uh, in industry. And when we do those training classes, 
I try to teach or tell our our people, uh, you need to use your safety equipment, right? You need to use your safety equipment. I sometimes get those uh, those questions and those uh, looks like, well, you know, our job requires us to, to be able to go out there and, and get this thing done in a certain amount of time. I just don't have time to go get this safety stuff. It's just It's just getting in the way. You know, and I look at them and I'm like, well, what does your company policy say? Okay. And are you taking your safety in your own hands? Are you expecting, if you do get hurt, are you expecting your company to be able to, to take care of you? You know, how does that actually all work? You know, in my own experience, when I was going through, uh, going through my injury, learning and going through that uh, workman's comp process of how you register it or you, you sign in and where you go to a doctor, um, before being hurt, I didn't really pay too much attention to that whole procedure and what to expect. I, in my personal experience, you know, going to a doctor and then going to get some physical therapy, learning that I had to keep going back to this doctor on a regular basis uh, while going through therapy and then having the workman's comp have to approve certain physical, you know, treatments that I'm getting. It was a, it's just an extensive process, a lot of paperwork. I learned, <laughs> I learned I needed to keep a lot of stuff and, and be uh, meticulous with my filing and, and keeping track of what's going on and where it's going and my time off from work to be able to handle this. And there's a lot of things that happen in that. And uh, Larry Glandon, uh, like I said, he's been in this uh, industry for many years. Uh, he's an advocate of safety. Okay, he does a really good job with that. And as I mentioned, President and CEO of Glandon Partners, and they help in that whole field as well for consulting uh, for corporations and things as well. So what we'll do, we'll go ahead and we'll uh, hit this first break. And uh, we'll, uh, when we get back, we'll, uh, we'll bring in Larry Glandon from uh, President and CEO of Glandon Partners. So stay tuned. You're listening to Safety is Your First Choice. And understand, if you have any kind of questions that you want to ask us, you can call in or send those questions to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. We'll go ahead and take our first break right now, and we will uh, see you after the break. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The joy of being a parent begins with knowing what to do in case of an emergency. At CPR Baby, safeguarding the health of your infant is their number one goal. They offer a selection of onesies imprinted with visual cues that enable parents and others to perform proper CPR on your baby in the event of an emergency. Wrap your bundle of joy and the comfort of knowing, knowing that CPR Baby is there for you in case of an emergency. Visit CPRBaby.com today. Experience the joy of living, not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Safety is Your First Choice. To reach Todd Murray or his guest today, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back to Safety is Your First Choice with your host, Todd Murray. Now, today's topic, we're talking about some of this workplace safety. I, I gave a couple examples of uh, how just going to work, you can you can have some of these freak accidents and you can get yourself injured. Well, uh, we don't want that to happen. Everybody goes to work. We want people to go, go to work, do what they've got to do, and then come home nice and safe to their families. So what I've uh, been able to do is bring in Gary Glandon. Uh, from Glendon Partners, and uh, he's going to uh, he's going to help us out here. Welcome to the mm-hmm. show, Larry. Hey, thanks a lot, Todd. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, first things first, you know, Michigan State. We're both <laughs> Michigan State grads, I believe. You played baseball at Michigan State. I did for a couple of years, yep, yeah, until I got hurt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that what led you into safety? Uh, yeah, <laughs> not quite. Okay, I, I, right. Baseball, I thought, was going to be my career, but that didn't quite work out. So okay. I got my degree and then moved on from there. Okay, very nice. <laughs> Very nice, yeah. So you know, we gotta say a shout out to our uh, Michigan State basketball team uh, with the number, number one. one ranking. Yeah, yeah. So can't wait. We'll have to catch a couple games together. Absolutely, watch those for games. sure. All right. So today's topic. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit, a little bit more detail about uh, your experience with safety and that sure. kind of stuff, and what, sure. what your background is for that? Sure, happy to. So uh, safety is a real passion of mine. Um, my last couple companies. I was in charge not only of global human resources, but also uh, environmental health and safety. Okay. Um, and these are industries where you know people get hurt, bad things can happen, right? So mm-hmm. it's a constant awareness that we um, uh, got people involved to make sure they understood the op- safe operating procedures for their for their job. You know how to follow them, and even sometimes discipline when you didn't follow them because you don't. You know, you we want you to be safe. We want everybody around you to, to be safe. Right. And it's kind of like you said, Todd. I mean, we want to we want people to come into work. They have families, responsibilities, things outside of work. We want them to go home in the same condition they they came to work in. Right. Maybe a little bit more tired. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> right, a little right, mentally yeah. fatigued. Right. That's okay. But we want you to be safe. We don't want any injuries right. uh, to happen. Right. You know, and I, as I mentioned, I, I do training classes and things in the industry. Right. And, and uh, I, I tell the people that, you know, I signed up for it. That the job, my career as a firefighter, I signed up for things, right. put my, you know, some stuff at risk and, and uh, risk a lot to save a lot right. by any means. But uh, we won't risk anything for things or objects or stuff that, that's already gone or you can't save or material things. So right. um, when, when, we, when we look at safety, um, 
what's one of the things that should be a top of mind? Yeah. What kind of things are you thinking when you say safety? Yeah, well, first for, of all, I, I, I'm remiss in not thanking you for your public service. Oh, I really well, appreciate it. I appreciate think it's that. commendable, and, yeah. and I know I know the community thanks you uh, for that. Um, you know, when I, when I say safety is top of mind, you've got to think about it constantly. It really has to be something that as you get in your car, as you drive to work, mm -hmm. you know, do you, are you using your turn signals? Are you a distracted driver? Um, which I see more and more of these days, oh, which right. is actually yeah. really, really scary. Right. Um, and then as you get to work, even getting out of your car, walking through the parking lot, is there a pothole in the parking lot? Are you careful? Mm -hmm. We've had a lot of injuries and accidents on things that you just wouldn't expect, right? Okay people slipping on the mat, you know, going into the building, right. uh, people huh. tripping over the entrance, uh, people coming down the stairs, not holding the handrail and, right. and spraining their ankle. So right. you have everything in the manufacturing process that of course has a lot more danger to it that you think about. Right. But a lot of times right. just walking through the office, you know, seeing a box, you know, and, and saying, I'm gonna move this box before somebody trips over it. Right. It's constantly thinking about what can I do, not only for myself, but how do I keep others safe? And that's why I mean by having it really top of mind all the time. Okay. Yeah. When uh, I look at some of your background there in electronics industries mm -hmm. and working all over the world and, and different corporations, I didn't think you would say trip over a mat. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, manufacturing all the things that these companies manufacture, I was right. thinking maybe uh, some big machine, somebody gets their hand caught in or Definitely. something like that. But uh, yeah, I guess the, the things that you do more often, more frequently, you do it more frequently, more yeah. chance for things to happen negatively, I suppose. A exactly. And on the, more, on the d more dangerous processes, like I said, there are procedures that you need to follow. And generally, people are more conscious of that. Okay. Not all the time. We have a, a tag out, lockout process, right? Uh, and we uh, actually, you know to shut down machines as they're getting um, maintained so right. we'd actually have people put pictures of the family families all around oh. the, the workers just to remind them that listen this is really important if you don't if you don't lock out this machine somebody gets hurt and that family's picture that's up there is affected um, and uh, you know in in my experience I, I've been at companies that um, you know, not while I was there, but previous in the chemical business that had a death, right? Okay. A fire. Uh -huh. You have chemical processes that are very, very dangerous. Right, right. In my last company, Rogers, we did a lot of cutting. So okay. a lot of blades, a lot of edges, a lot mm -hmm. of places you can get your hand caught. Right. And a lot okay. of that did happen. Okay. Um, and we just, our goal was zero. We were not happy till there were zero injuries. Right. Good. And people okay. say, okay, well, that's almost impossible. Well, it's not if you keep focused on it. Right. And we have some of our plants in our last company went ten, have gone 10 years oh. without an injury. Oh, that's nice. So, that's good. That's yeah, really good. exactly. Okay. And these are machines and things that you can really get hurt on, but they are conscious right. about, um, you know, doing things. And, and so I think, you know, there's a lot of danger out there, but the people that are actually doing the more dangerous. Right. Now, sometimes you can get complacent. You know the job yeah, really well. Exactly. That's, that's you, where I see things as well, it, you know, yeah. You cut some corners. Right. And I won't wear the gloves today because I'm not as nimble with them on. Right. And then something happens, right? And right. that's where that complacency sometimes with the very experienced people tends to creep in. you got to be really careful right. and, and make them aware of that. Okay, yeah. I do uh, some confined space training and uh we see a lot of times you mentioned lockout tagout. It's like, yeah. well, nobody's going to be here to push that button. So I'll just, I'm not going to do lockout tagout. Now I'm just going to jump in here and, and get this done. Exactly. Or let me just, 
you know, I don't need a person to watch for me. I'm just going to just jump into this space, grab right. something and get out. And the next thing you know, they end up uh, being injured because exactly. of it, cutting corners. Exactly. You know, it, when things like that happen, you know, if uh, let's say I'm walking past, I see somebody that didn't do lockout tag out or chose to jump into a space real quick thinking, oh, I'll be able to just get, the, you know, what kind of thing, what do we do as a, an employee or a co-worker that sees something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's a great question, Todd. And you know what? It's difficult sometimes. You know, it's one thing to say, okay, I'm responsible for my own safety and, and I am, but you're also responsible for the safety of others. But it's very difficult. It's not human nature to say, hey, Todd, I know what you did and it's not safe, right? right. You're standing on the top step of a ladder. <laughs> That's yeah. not good. You didn't do lockout, tag out, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and our last company, we basically said, anybody on the production floor can tell the CEO that they're doing something wrong and they're oh. not safe, okay. right? Okay. And nothing's going to, I mean, and, and he will thank you for that. So you've got to build a culture okay. that basically says, this is not only okay, mm -hmm. it's expected. And, and there were times, hey, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm going to a meeting, right? And I'm looking at my phone as I'm going down the stairs, right? Oh, right, and, right. And an employee would stop me and say, hey, listen, Gary, you can't do that. Yeah. I'm like, Peace. You're right. I'm <laughs> yeah. really sorry. Right. It won't happen again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so you have to create a safety okay. culture. It's right. got to be part of the fabric of who you are. You can't just say safety is lip service. Right. And um, it really has to be all our meetings open with safety. Okay. We talked about it all the time. We gave, we gave safe, safety metrics only to make people aware of that we were making progress to get to zero. Oh, okay. Um, and so people knew, and we talked about all the time, and, and when we did uh, employee surveys, we asked them, does this company care about safety? And we would get 97% of the population saying yes. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, so it's, uh, it's not only just the employees or one person working on it, it's a whole corporate philosophy. Absolutely. Okay, and that's the way that you're able to get that. So what what happens if, if uh, you know, we go to work and uh, that corporate philosophy isn't there? Is there, you know, how do you how do you get something like that started? It sounds like an overwhelming uh, thing to do. Yeah, it really starts from the top down, like yeah. anything in a culture, right? You yeah. have to have your senior leadership who really care about safety, that are really committed uh, to safety. I think I mentioned to you, I had a client last week and, and I asked them about, you know, what their safety metrics were and they don't keep safety metrics. Okay. And so they don't know. Then. They don't know, right? right? I mean, it just hasn't been part of their culture. It's not that they there's any bad intent right. or they don't want to pay attention to it, but, um, you know, they didn't have metrics. And so okay. every client that I meet, I always ask, what are your safety metrics? And I work with a lot of CEOs, COOs, senior level people who mm -hmm. actually do care. And they say, you know what, that's a very good point. We're actually going to start looking okay. at this. Thanks for bringing that up. Okay. And so I think it's, you know, it is a culture. It does come from the top. Um, however, I would say, you know, if you're on the line or you have a supervisor and you see something that's unsafe, you should bring it to somebody's attention. Okay. And so right. listen, I don't think this is a safe process. Like I said, People do care. It's just sometimes it's not embedded in the culture that you have to do it from the ground up. Mm -hmm. But to really build an environment where you can get to zero injuries, it has to be a part of the culture and has to come from senior management. Okay. You know, and that, I guess that kind of leads into um, this next thing that I hear from uh, customers and things uh, quite a bit. Uh, nowadays with the economy and goals and hey we've got we got XYZ number of gidget, gidgets we got to get out you know it's 
well, what do I do about uh, safety and evaluating the work that you're doing? Uh, is there importance in evaluating that and making the right steps? Uh, because you're weighing that between getting gadgets out or your safety. How did, how did someone handle something of that nature? Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, these days a lot of pressure to make the numbers. Right. And, and you got to get things done. Like you said, you got to get a thousand widgets out today. Right. And that's just the way it is. Right. Um, you know, once again, I think it goes back to what's the culture you have. In right. the cultures I've worked in, production folks can shut a, a process down if they see something in, unsafe without anything happened to them. So they, the process is running. They see something that, hey, this isn't working right. This is unsafe. They can stop the line. Right. Okay. Period. Now, the way we check that, say, okay, well, that's easy to say. Right. I would do roundtables with employees. I'd go out to them, no pen, no paper, no, no names. Right. And I would ask them, one of the questions I'd ask them on the factory floor, do you feel empowered to shut the line down if you see something not right? Everyone said, absolutely. Uh-huh. I said, okay. now, don't kid with me. Right, right. Yeah, you got to be honest. Just, you got to be honest, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. I'm, I'm not writing your name down. It's right. not going anywhere. And they right. say, no, absolutely. We feel very, very comfortable shutting the line down with nothing, oh, nothing happens. So, you know, once again, you got to get things done. Um, but you, you don't want anyone to get hurt because and, and, and if that happens, there is no number production profit that makes up for that family who's been hurt, the, you know, by the injury, the employee who's been hurt. It's just there's nothing that that you can do as a company from a number standpoint that just is, it would even come close to just dealing with that injury. So it sounds like that. I mean, that's uh, so the company has a vested interest in making safety uh, a, a forefront. Absolutely. I mean, I you know, just the layman's look at that would be well, no, the 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 goal is to get more money, to profits. Sure. Right. And uh, how does safety affect that though? Yeah. So once again, I think you have um, you have to. Well, one thing you do is you look at your equipment, right? So you try to engineer everything to be as safe as possible. Okay. So that's okay. one thing, right? So you 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 know if there's processes um, that machines where you can get your hand caught, how do we do it where the the person doesn't have to reach into the machine, and that's more automated. So you try to make you try to. To engineer safety into your process as much as you can, so you can continue production, but you actually take the human element out of it. So okay. you have operators that are maybe changing dials versus having to reach their hand uh, on and move product from one machine to another. Okay. So you eliminate okay. those things, right. and you you do it that as much as you possibly can. It's a it's an ongoing thing. The thing is, you there are still things that are human. Oh, there's always right. a human element, right? right? You right. always have an operator there doing something. Mm-hmm. So you can, in, you can increase your production, speed up the line, improve your quality, and remove some of the human element. And you do that as much as you can. That's how you kind of balance the, how do I make money, get the thousand widgets out, right. but right. still keep my people safe. Okay, okay. So engineering uh, safety uh, concerns in the, for tools and, exactly. and equipment. Exactly. You know, I, I, like, to, uh, I like to do um, pre-plans. You know, how do, how do pre-planning situations fit in this whole safety uh, realm? Yeah, tell me a little bit more about, about so, pre-planning. So, you know, when we, uh, you know, in case of an emergencies and stuff, we'd like yeah. to, to, to pre-plan yeah. what might happen sure. or what steps need to t- be taken. Got it. You know, that kind of thing. Is that something that uh, you find is helpful yes. in keeping people? It, it, it really is, and we, we do uh, the drills, and they are unannounced. 
Um, and you find that people are staying in meetings and, right. you know, they're, they're saying, well, this can't be real, right? And uh-huh. so other employees will pull them out of the meeting and say, listen, the alarm went out, you need to move. Okay. And then right. you actually go to places in the parking lot or outside the building where it's, it's already predetermined right. where, where go? everyone's going to meet. You do a head count, make sure everyone's there. Um, you, know, you know, even with, with the Rogers organization, the fire department will come, mm-hmm. make sure everything's clear, right. give us the green light, and then before we put any employees back in that building, we have professionals like yourself say, yeah, it's, it's safe, it's, it's okay to go in. Right. But we run those drills, you know, all the time. Good, And good. you've participated in yeah, this. Yeah, I actually yeah. have. Uh, and I've been there for a live call right. as well. Uh, and the outcome has been tremendous. It was a good uh, good outcome. I tell you what, why don't we talk about, uh, let's go to break. Okay. But when we get back from the break, let's see what happens if, if somebody gets hurt. Let's talk a little bit more about what happens on the back end of this. Okay. okay. So what steps people can think of or, or talk about uh, working with Workman's Comp, working with how they report different things, what, what kind of key things we need to talk about there. Got it. Okay. Sure. So, thank you. Uh, we're listening to Safety is Your First Choice with Glary Glandon. Uh, we are going to uh, go to commercial break, and after the break, we'll find out what happens if you do get hurt at work, what kind of steps you need to think about. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. The joy of being a parent begins with knowing what to do in case of an emergency. At CPR Baby, safeguarding the health of your infant is their number one goal. They offer a selection of onesies imprinted with visual cues that enable parents and others to perform proper CPR on your baby in the event of an emergency. Wrap your bundle of joy in the comfort of knowing, knowing that CPR Baby is there for you in case of an emergency. Visit CPRBaby.com today. Beauty is always a reflection of how we are taking care of ourselves from the inside, and our business is no different. Building your business brand is a direct reflection of you. In today's competitive landscape, personal and proven leadership skills can ensure that our brands and businesses succeed. Join host Bonnie Bonadeo and visionary guest experts to help you find success. Tune into beautiful brands inside and out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Safety is Your First Choice. To reach Todd Murray or his guest today, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. 
Welcome back after the break. Uh, you're with uh, your host here, Todd Murray, and we have uh, Gary Glandon from uh, President and CEO of Glandon Partners, a global HR consulting and executive coaching firm. We uh, were talking about uh, workplace safety and uh, what you can do, kind of steps you can take, and uh, what to look for, and how to protect yourself. So, you know, you always want to go. You want to go to work. Well, some want to, some have to, <laughs> uh, like myself. <laughs> but. Uh, we, but we all have to and really want to come home safely afterwards so we can enjoy, uh, you know, enjoy the fruits of our labor with our family and loved ones. So we're, we're covering that. So, you know, accidents do happen. You know, we can, we can pre-plan. We can do everything we could possibly do to try to be safe and, and do everything in the safest uh, way possible. But there's always those fluke little accidents that do take place. What kind of advice can you give uh, someone, you know, hey, if I get a partial strain or something, think, you know what, I can, I can muscle through this. Is that still something we should report or how, how does that all work? Yeah, so you should report every injury that happens at work and you get a lot of muscle strains, um, especially in manual processes, right? Because you have to lift and bend down and, and you know, we're not, we're, we don't stay in the shape we did when we were 20. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we were no, talking about that. Yeah, what are you talking about? I'm still ready to well, go out there and run. You, know? <laughs> you, you might, Todd, but I am no, not. No, nowhere near. Nowhere near. Um, so, you know, something, something can happen at work and it and if you get a strain, um, you should report it. Everything right. should be reported. Talk to your supervisor. You do an evaluation. They'll ask you how you feel, right? Uh -huh. is it, right. Is it, if it's still hurting, they send you to the clinic to get evaluated. Right. Okay. Uh, and then you have medical professionals that take it from there to decide, you know, that's ibuprofen, you, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Or no, this is something maybe a little bit more serious. Or rest till tomorrow, and we'll see how it feels tomorrow. We also had a program, too, where um, we reported near misses. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so okay. when, when things didn't happen but could have happened, Okay. You report them to your supervisor. We posted them to say, okay, this was a situation. Mm. No one got hurt, but they could have gotten hurt. Right. So we want everything to report. Well, that's that awareness element. Absolutely. Okay. If you anything that happens to you at work, you should report it immediately to your supervisor, and then the supervisor will take it from there. They know to get the human resource department involved. Right. Okay. You know, they know to get you evaluated at the clinic. If it mm -hmm. ends up being a workers' comp claim then human resources can help you navigate through yeah. that process. Because yeah, ours was extremely helpful for me with, <laughs> like I said, all the paperwork, the steps that had to be taken. Yeah, I can totally understand that. You know, uh, we have, you know, we're in Arizona, yeah. you know, and right now is great weather. <laughs> Sorry, people up north, out east. Um, <laughs> but right now it's great weather. But in those other areas, other, mm -hmm. other climates, what kind of uh, what kind of things do we need to think about? I when I think about workplace safety, I'm thinking once I walk through the doors at work, mm -hmm. is that where this we should start thinking about safety then in relating to uh, workplace safety? Is as soon as you walk through the door, or do we get in the car? Or when, when do we start thinking about? Yeah, that? I think you know you have your home safety right? right. And as soon as you step out of the door, you better, you just start thinking about workplace safety. And okay. I've I've been with companies that have facilities all over the world, okay, in all different climates. You know, the one thing that happens fairly frequently is snowstorms, right, up in the north and east and in Europe. Mm -hmm. um, and we always use discretion. We always tell the people use discretion if the roads are unsafe, or especially if the uh, public service is saying do not go out right 
then do not go out. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of, well, I'll just fire up my skidoo and make it to work, right? right? I yeah. mean, it's not a good idea. If okay. they're asking you to stay home, stay home. So it's really just listen to some common sense stuff then, it, at it, this point. It really is. I mean, yeah. rainstorms, anything. I mean, the, the thing we do in the parking lots and at entrances, because you get ice and it gets become slippery, mm-hmm. you have a lot of black ice in the road. I mean, we salt you know, salt a lot because right. people do slip and fall. Yeah, yeah. It happens more often than you think, yeah. um, unfortunately. Right. And um, and they don't think about it, right? They're carrying their lunch and they're carrying their 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 bags into work, and right. right now all of a sudden they have they don't have a free hand. Okay. They hit a little ice patch and boom, they fall and they, and they get hurt pretty seriously. Right. So okay. we salt. We get people to shovel the parking lots. You know, as soon as it starts snowing, we get people out there, you know, working and and companies get those cleared off. But still, you have to use a little common sense. Keep a free hand. Uh-huh. Hold on to things as you're going in the right. door. Okay. Because you don't okay. know if there's if there's going to be ice and slippery and you get snow that gets on the metal entrance um and we try to change some of those things just to once again the engineer some of those things out so if it is wet there is rubber at the entrance and it drains the liquid okay right or it it will melt the liquid or or melt the ice so people do not fall and slip okay so once again we try to make it as safe as possible but you can't engineer out every human element. Right. As right. long as you're walking, talking, and moving. <laughs> There's something going to happen. Something going to happen. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I and gotcha. so you make it as safe as possible. But I think, you know, even walking down the stairs, just in an office building, please hold the rail. Right. You okay. know, and we think we're agile, and we mm-hmm. think we can fly down those stairs. People trip. Don't look at your phone as you're going down the stairs. See it happen all the time. Yeah. Or read yeah. your notes before you're going to the meeting as you're going up or down the stairs. People trip and fall and get pretty seriously hurt. It's things that you just don't think about because right. we're always in a hurry. Yeah. God knows we're, we're busy. Right. And it's just not, and this is part of the top of mind. It's got to be something you think about all the time. I, I, I kind of laughed to myself here. We had a call uh, a couple of weeks ago. A guy was walking his dog. He was talking on his phone, and he walked himself into a, a big culvert. And uh, it was steep enough where he couldn't get himself out. While his dog was at the t- when we ar- arrived on scene, the dog was at the top looking down at his owner <laughs> down in the bottom of this pit. <laughs> they couldn't get out. He's like, "Hey guys, I'm just embarrassed more than anything. I just need some help out of here." I, <laughs> We were like, what, how'd you get in there? He was like, well, I was looking at my phone and I didn't pay attention and I walked myself into a ditch. So, yeah, it happens. So it think happens. of this, think about that. The dog was paying attention, right. but he wasn't. And he wasn't, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So that's why I had to laugh to myself. That's what. That's one of those things that uh, you hope never happens yeah. to you. So you got to pay attention. Now, you know, when I leave work or whatever, and I usually send my wife a text, hey, honey, yeah. I'm on my way home. Yeah. What about when you have these employees? Since you talk about workplace safety, actually extends out into the, out into the parking lot or the, the way home and to to work. What what kind of suggestions uh, that you give for those employees that maybe work a second or third shift that's leaving leaving work late at night or mm-hmm. whatever else? Mm-hmm. Yeah, any kind of system that they can have to let loved no, loved ones know. And usually when they're on those shifts. Um, you know, just a quick text, as you said, or, or some message that says, you know, your, est- your estimated time of arrival, right? right. So, okay. And you're nor- or, or you're, you're normally ho- home by 310 in the morning. It's 325. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and, and you're delayed or whatever, you should let somebody know because right. they expect you to walk in the door at 325, right? right? Or right. 315. So I think it's it's just some system that you can that works for your family with the hours that you work so mm -hmm. people can kind of know when you should be home. Okay. Because people fall in the parking lot and yeah, it's lit pretty well, but if you're behind a car, you may not be seen. Right. Right? So then, you know, a loved one can call security at work and say, listen, you know, my loved one hasn't come home and they'll check the office, they'll check the work area, right. they'll check the parking lot, right? They'll start to say, okay, what could go, what could go wrong here? Right. So I think you should have some system all the time, not only leaving work, but just wherever you're going to be right. that says, here's where I'm going to be, when I'm going to be there, and, and about when I'm going to be home. You know, you mentioned and uh, you talked about how uh, safety is in the workplace uh, is a culture. You know, um, and it's kind of, and I'm trying to get this, uh, this kind of the point across a little bit uh, that safety is something that you just, it's not turned on or off in a certain area. You need to live being in a, in a safe manner. Yeah. Uh, just referring, you brought up the story of uh, somebody leaving work and, and having a loved one call. Uh, we've had that call. Uh, unfortunately, uh, somebody's passed away in the parking lot and no one knew. Right. And they were in their car um, and the loved one called and said, hey, they haven't come home from work. What's the deal? And so it is something that does happen. Um, and uh, letting family members know, hey, I'm on my way home. This kind of thing can help with maybe get us there a little bit quicker and maybe we have the opportunity to help. Or uh, some now... Does Rogers, your previous company mm -hmm. that you used to work for, did they have an emergency response team? It, 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 that kind of thing that might help with yeah, safety so, stuff? Yeah, so we did have wor workers assigned at work that were kind of, um, they were, you know, they were the safety specialists, right? So if something happened, alarms went off, things like that, they they went into action. They had phone numbers of who to call. Because okay. as you mentioned, and as, as you know, speed is of the essence here, right? Right, right? So, you know, there has been occasions where somebody, you know, just passes out at work. Mm -hmm. um, and so that team kicks in a, kicks in the gear you get 911 people come if it's nothing more than you know they just haven't eaten for a while right. that's awesome good but yeah, some, yeah. sometimes it's more than that mm -hmm. and you have the you have a, you know the professionals on site as fast as as possible we did not take any chances okay if something you know warranted these people were trained mm -hmm. by folks like you to say right. okay if this happens here's what you do and they know immediately who to call right. and so it was all about speed at that point right just taking care of uh taking care of everyone and making sure that they are in the uh the right safe atmosphere absolutely you know uh, and be able to get their job or do their job in the uh, manner that you need yeah I tell you what, uh, Gary, I appreciate it. You've given us a ton of great information. Um, we got Gary Glandon, uh, Glandon Partners, LSE, consulting firm. Uh, we appreciate your time. Oh, you you're know, welcome. Well, yeah, I, got, I always have to end this this way. Uh, go green. Go white. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. We'll take a commercial break here, and we'll be back with you in a couple of minutes here. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
The joy of being a parent begins with knowing what to do in case of an emergency. At CPR Baby, safeguarding the health of your infant is their number one goal. They offer a selection of onesies imprinted with visual cues that enable parents and others to perform proper CPR on your baby in the event of an emergency. Wrap your bundle of joy and the comfort of knowing, knowing that CPR Baby is there for you in case of an emergency. Visit CPRBaby.com today. Experience the joy of living, not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Safety is Your First Choice. To reach Todd Murray or his guest today, feel free to call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. Now back to this week's show. Welcome back. Welcome back with your host here, Todd Murray, uh, with Safety is Your First Choice. Make sure you uh, shoot us some, uh, give us a call, ask any questions you want. Uh, uh, shoot us an email at safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. You know, we just got done uh, talking with uh, Gary Glandon. Uh, he's uh, president and CEO of Glandon Partners, a global HR consulting and executive coaching firm. Does a great job. Great guy. Uh, he is a Spartan, so I'm a little biased, but, you know, he is. He is a really good guy. He's real knowledgeable. He's been around the world uh, and worked with a variety of different corporations and stuff. Has a, a lot of valuable information. Because of that, if you have any kind of questions, shoot the questions and stuff to me. We, uh, we keep getting these questions throughout the week. I, I direct them back to our guests, and they, uh, those, they answer those. And then I usually take this time to answer some of those questions for you that uh, the previous people have had. So, you know, make sure you uh, shoot us an email or, uh, or give us a call and ask, ask your questions. Um, you know, with, with, with this whole safety thing, as, as I kind of alluded to uh, during the interview, uh, it's not something that you turn off. You know, it's, it is an active process. You know, we don't walk out of the house thinking, you know, I hope nothing negative happens to me. You know, you've got to take charge of your life. You do have to take charge and you got to be a little bit active. One of, uh, Gary was telling me a story uh, before the show uh, when he took a trip with his family to Chicago. And uh, he, just being aware of your surroundings, saw something that didn't look quite right. Uh, was walking to their car, and it seemed to, uh, he, his sixth sense was working. And uh, decided, hey, you know what, saw a group of kids get out of a car and head back towards the hotel they were coming out of. So he said, you know what, why don't we just 
join that group of people and, and head back over there. And, uh, and the whole situation turned out it, it positive. You know, could have been something negative or it might not have been. But, you know, it's just listening to your sixth sense, paying attention to your surroundings. Now, we, uh, we both were, were talking about this, and I kind of observed things like this before. Is, you know, I'll go to uh, an event or do something, go to the grocery store with the family. And I, I kind of scan the store, scan around and take a look and, and check the parking lot before you know, I go in or when I'm parking. I just take a look and see who's, who's out there in the parking lot or, or what vehicles. And I just, I just scan. I, I just do that. I, I don't know if it's something that uh, I grew up doing or, or was taught while growing up or what, but uh, I might see something. And then I ask my wife, hey, did you see that? And she's like, no, what are you talking about? You know, and she's looking at the sale or something, or she's looking at whatever it is we're going to, going to look for. You know, so taking a, being aware of your surroundings is, uh, is huge in safety. You know, being aware of what's out there. Uh, we talked about uh, potholes and parking lots. You know, if, you, if you're not paying attention, you could easily walk yourself into a pothole and twist or sprain an ankle. Okay. Uh, the other side of that uh, that we kind of just uh, mentioned was uh, once things do happen, you need to report them. And I, when Gary was talking about that, I, I remember multiple times where I've had a couple of little strains or pulls or something. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll go home. I'll ice it. I was a kinesiology major, exercise phys, so and played multiple sports. I know how to take care of my little injuries and stuff. So I didn't, I didn't let anybody know. And and I'm finding out that was not really the right thing to do. If that injury had uh, grown to something more serious, I may or may not have been covered. You know, I, I may not have been able to prove that hey, this actually was a work-related injury. And uh, so you need to do that. You need to take care of yourself. You need to, to be aware of your surroundings. And you need to be able to uh, just keep yourself safe and, and, and take an active role in that. So uh, that was today's show. A uh, couple of things that uh, we're going to do next week's show. Uh, we're going into Halloween. Halloween safety. I, uh, Chip Sykes is a uh, retired police officer, Chandler, Chandler police officer. He's been, uh, he's done a variety of different things. Motorcycle cop, uh, he's been a detective, he's been undercover in narcotics. Uh, he's, he's done a variety of things. He's been a hostage negotiator uh, for Chandler uh, Police Department. So he, he will uh, talk to us about kind of the Halloween safety for our kids and ourselves. You know, it's, uh, you, you can search on uh, the internet and see a variety of different things that you need to do to keep your kids safe. And uh, I have three kids, so I talk about, uh, tell my kids, okay, make sure you stay on the sidewalk and stay close to us and, and wear some reflective clothing, okay? Um, that's kind of the extent of the, uh, the Halloween safety that I really think about. I think uh, Chip Sykes will be able to, to give us a police officer's view of what can happen and what to think about when it comes to uh, Halloween safety. I know that there's a lot of injuries uh, during that period of time, a lot of kids out on the roads. Uh, some people might be partaking in uh, some adult beverages uh, and, and get behind the wheel like they, they shouldn't be doing, but it happens. 
we need to be aware of those kind of things and see what kind of steps we can take to uh, to help protect ourselves, help keep our sam- uh, family safe, and make sure that uh, in the selection of uh, Halloween g- costumes, we're picking the right ones that uh, not only are scary, but are safe for our kids and everyone else that are out there. Okay, So uh, next week's show, we're going to be doing a little bit of Halloween safety, um, and we will... Uh, we will cover that with uh, Chip Sykes when he comes in there. If you have any kind of questions or concerns, shoot us an email at safetyisyourfirstchoice at gmail.com. We also have uh, one of our uh, advertising partners and uh, is CPR Baby. Uh, we have uh, infant body suits that have CPR instructions on them to help in a nice, cute, friendly manner on how to uh, do CPR for your uh, infants. Uh, they were designed with uh, grandparents and babysitters in mind, you know, uh, allowing those parents to to reconnect and remember why they had children in the first place. You know, when you when you have a kid, you you spend a lot of time with uh, the kid as your center of attention, right? And so uh, you may need some time to get away with husband and wife and or significant others and and enjoy each other's company. And you want to be. Uh, assured that your infant is in the best hands possible. Well, CPR Baby provides these infant bodysuits that are kind of like a job aid. In case something happens negatively to the infant, the person watching that little young one is able to uh, know exactly what to do in case of an emergency. So, visit CPRBaby.com. We also offer in-home CPR training classes. So you can uh, visit that website and you can sign up for classes. You can sign up and purchase those uh, infant bodysuits right there online. That's our show for today. We, uh, we appreciate you listening. Safety is your first choice with your host, Todd Murray. We had our guest on today, Gary Glandon uh, from Glandon uh, Partners, executive uh, coaching firm, HR consultant. And uh, we wish you a safe and make it a safe week. Take care and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in this week for Safety is Your First Choice. Be sure to join host Todd Murray again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. This week, be safe.